Are you feeling stuck today or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome. You found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business, and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're going to be asked to think differently, to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello, hello, this is Susan. I am so glad to be here with you today. I'm telling you, it is crazy times out there. If you're listening to this podcast uh, when it's first dropping, you know that you're living through some unprecedented stuff. It happens to be, when I'm recording this, it happens to be uh, the week of our 2020 elections. And I, I <laughs> it's the first time I've ever had to say it is the week of 2020 election instead of the day, because uh, it's kind of crazy how long it's taking to determine this race. Um, COVID's here and has been for, gosh, a full nine months now. We are in really unprecedented times and it is somewhat a little bit of chaotic because our you know our equilibrium is rocked nothing is solid and yet we still are getting out there and getting it done so you got to pat yourself on the back if you get up every day and you just go at it i wanted to bring this podcast to you because i think it's a good time to talk about success guaranteed um, and the non-negotiable things that you have to do, especially during times of chaos, in order to be successful. You know, NABO, the National Association of Women Business Owners, um, does studies every once in a while um, around the state of business for women. Uh, and recently they reported that there are nearly 12 million women business owners in the US. Now that's a whopping 38% of all businesses that are owned by women. And would I wish it was 50-50 or oh, more than 50? Absolutely. But what you have to understand is 38% of all businesses are owned by women right now. That is up from 29% in just 2007. So if you think about it, that's a 9% increase in no yeah nine percent increase in mm, 13 years and that's not a small amount when you're thinking about a full portion of 12 million business so hey sisters you have been working hard we've all been working hard and you have to really applaud yourself um, for being able to accomplish this um, but here's the other thing they also reported that 20 percent of these businesses unfortunately go out of business in their first year and a full 50% within five years. Okay, now that is sad because if you're an entrepreneur, you know how much effort, blood, sweat, lots of tears, lots of cash, um, just a huge investment of resources go into starting a business. So you know it's not easy. And you know it is not for the faint of heart. 
And so I started thinking about the clients that I work with, about the women that I know who own businesses, and I thought about you know, what do they have in common, the successful ones, the ones that are just duking it out and making it happen year after year. And I came up with these five, uh, and I call them non-negotiables because I do believe they have to be at the heart of everything that you do. And I thought that we'd use our time together today to just kind of go through these and talk about them one at a time. So the first, and I'll call it a success factor, the first one that I believe is absolutely non-negotiable is you have to do what you love. I mean, love. Everyone, I'm certain everyone listening to this, if you haven't, God bless you, but everyone I know has been in a job that they didn't love, right? They did it just to make money. My daddy was a postman. Now he wanted to build houses. His dream was to be a contractor and build houses. Um, He did not love being a postman. He did it because he knew he could make decent money with, and here it comes, low risk. You know what? He had four little mouths that he had to feed, and even though he wanted to build houses and be independent, he felt that the safety of working for the postal system was a safer route to go. How about you? Did you ever have a job like that? Did you, you know, go somewhere every day that you just like, just really didn't enjoy? Do you have a business like that? That's the real question. Like, why do you pick your business? Why did you go into the business that you went into? Did you do it because it was something safe? Um, Did something fall in your lap? Something that you knew was needed in the marketplace, but it, you know, it may not have been something that you were totally passionate about. I can even tell you my own story around this. I've been running a business for eight years that might fall into the category of it fell into my lap. Um, It's a long story. I won't go into all of it. I thought I would love it. It's a a measurement company where we measure the behaviors of sellers um, in corporate America for really large businesses. And we help these businesses understand what sales skills really connect to increasing revenues for them. It's, it's a fascinating job and I do love working with the companies I work with. But here's the problem is that I am doing these studies for these businesses and I'm working with the stakeholders, right, within the business um, and providing information to them about how they can help their people grow and get better at sales. But I never get the chance to talk to the individual. And that is what I'm passionate about. Like I get totally jazzed when I can work one-on-one with somebody and help them overcome, you know, the barriers that are like holding them back and and see them change and grow. I didn't have that I don't have that chance to do that in my um legacy business, the one that I kind of fell into. And that's what led me to found the coaching practice where I could take everything that I learned from Beyond ROI, my other business, and be able to apply it to individuals. And that, just that twist right there of doing, you know, similar things, but doing it in a way that feeds my passions has made 
all of the difference in the world for me. Um, I tell you, I would walk through fire to get to my office now every day. I'm not joking. I love doing what I do. But we've all been there, you know, right, in one way or another, whether you are completely passionate about what you're doing or if you are on the other end of that spectrum and, you know, feeling a little bit stuck and um, unfulfilled. And here's one thing that you just have to consider. And the reason why I wanted to make this the number one success factor, the number one non-negotiable is this low passion will produce low results. Okay, so we could turn that around and make it positive and say the more passionate you are about what you do, the higher your results will soar. And when we're talking about businesses sustaining themselves, I believe that that is such a huge factor. I think that passion translates into commitment and commitment um, means that you won't let anything stop you. And when it comes right down to it, there are things we have to do to build an exceptional business that are hard. They're outside of our comfort zone. And if you aren't completely passionate and committed, you're going to stop before you ever get to the type of success that you've been dreaming of. So I want you to ask yourself just this one question. All right. Are you in business doing something that you would do for free? Okay, now I'm not saying that you should, not by any means, but if you won the lotto tomorrow, would you continue to run your business and potentially do it pro bono? This is almost like a litmus test. And here's the thing. Ask yourself this question on a scale of one to 10. If I was, if I, I was doing something, let me reframe it. Are you in business doing something that you would do for free? All right. So ask yourself that on a scale of one to 10 with a heck no being a zero and absolutely without a doubt is a 10. So where do you fall? Is it a five or above? Okay. What would you need to do to change it, to make it a 10? Because you can find passion. You could, like I did with my business. I, I was almost there, but there was one thing missing for me and I had to tweak things in order to get it to be a 10. So if you're above a five, what would you need to change to make it a 10? And if you're below a five, now that should be a warning flag. You may want to take some time to discover how your business can align with your passions a little bit better and see where you can go from there. Okay, so that's the first success factor. Love what you do. Be passionate about it. The second success factor is more client facing. And it is a deep, deep belief that I have learned from my coach that over delivering is the bar you have to set. Over deliver always for your clients. Have you ever had an experience where you were just totally blown away by something you bought? Like you knew you wanted it. You had something in your mind that you thought you would get from the experience. You needed it, but you had absolutely no idea what you were really going to get. It is the most delightful experience ever when you can be blown away after you've 
already committed, put the money down and started to experience something. I had this experience when I went to the life coach school to get a certification. Dang, it was expensive. I had been following Brooke Castillo, who's the uh, the founder of the Life Coach School, for over eight years, and I I knew she she had an amazing coaching model that I wanted to get certified to use. By the way, I could have done it under the table for free, right? Because I knew about it, um, but that's not how I roll. I I knew that if I was going to use this model within my business, that I was going to go the the proper direction and get certified. And so I believed in it enough that I laid down the money and I went through her certification um, process. All right. I was blown out of the water by what was delivered because it's a six month certification program. The And I as I expected, the quality of the materials, the quality of the teaching, the resources, the community, everything that that happened during that six month was amazing. But what blew me away was that it wasn't just six months and then having a certificate slapped into your hands and say, have at it, good luck. No, she delivered an additional six months of support to take your skills to the next level right? To deepen the way you're coaching and your proficiency in coaching, or she would help you give you all the resources. If you weren't experienced in starting a business, she gave you an entrepreneurial track that step-by-step helped you develop your business. Now, this six months, the amount of value that she added to the program after completion was even more than I expected from the certification. It made me a devotee for life, I'm telling you. Did you hear that? I said I am a devotee for life, and that's what happens when you over-deliver for your client expectations. You make sure that their experience with you is so amazing that they will be lifelong raving fans. Because did you know that it's easier and way less expensive to deepen a relationship, aka have them buy more from you, than it is to acquire a new client. So over-delivering is a huge success factor to grow your business in leaps and bounds because you're maximizing um, the lifetime value of that client to you. And you know what? It just feels good. It feels good to delight people and to have people raving fans saying, oh man, you have made a difference in my life. So factor two, over deliver. Make sure you're keeping that in mind as you put together your programs and what you're delivering to your clients. All right, let's head into the the third success factor, which is create community, not commodity. And this is so big, people. Information is a commodity especially in this day and age. People can Google almost anything they want to know or learn. For goodness sakes, I go to YouTube whenever I'm confused about how to do anything and I always find a video that can help me. It's crazy. There's so many ways that your customers can get information for free for the things that they want most. Believe me when I tell you, people do not want another course and they don't even want to come to just a coaching session. They want you to take their hand, 
lead them down a pathway as they learn to change their behaviors and adopt new things into their lives. And then they want to be introduced to others who can be their tribe. People who understand them and want the same things and can add to their experience that you're providing. If you're listening to this podcast when it is first dropped, like I mentioned in the beginning, you know what it feels like to be isolated. We're a good eight months into the COVID pandemic, eight or nine months, who's counting? No end in sight. It's getting worse. People are craving community outside of their home, even if it's virtual. The more you build community into your offerings, the more you're going to have clients that will buy the great stuff you offer over and over. Because I think this this whole um, stay-at-home stuff, the COVID thing that's going on, it, it's, it's not going to end and then we go back to normal, right? I think we will always have that desire to grow community more because of feeling so isolated for so long. So this is whether you're listening to this now or years later, this is still a success factor that I believe is timeless. All right, factor four, set some goals that scare you just a little bit, okay? And and this is an interesting balance that you have to find. And you're going to fall on one side of the line or other, right? Playing small doesn't get you big results. It gets you incremental results. And if that's what you want, there's not a problem with this. But if you are within the first five years of being in business, my thoughts are you can't afford to make incremental progress. You need to come out of the cannon with a bang, and then you can decide your future trajectory once you have a solid foundation below you. Okay. So what I really, what I really mean by this is there's a lot of women business owners I talk to that are like, Hey, I don't want to make a million dollars. I just, I want to make a nice living without having to work too hard. And I love that philosophy. There's nothing wrong with that. I I work with other clients on the other side of the spectrum that are just like type A, let's go. I'm not stopping until I get to seven or eight digits, right? So it doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum. What I'm saying to you is if you're within the first five years of your business, there's a little bit of uh, goal setting that has to be larger than you might be comfortable with. And I'm going to call this like Oh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to borrow from James Clear, who talks about this in his book, Atomic Habits, as the Goldilocks effect. Okay, remember Goldilocks. So it, this this bed was too big, and this bed was too small, and this bed in the middle was just right. <laughs> he says that any new habit you want to create has a very delicate sweet spot. If it's too big or too challenging, you're going to end up quitting. If it's too easy, you're going to get bored. But the sweet spot is just challenging enough for you to keep attacking it and not get discouraged. So this this relates not only to habits like James was talking about in his book, but it it also relates to goals and especially revenue goals in your first five years. Set your goal just beyond your realistic reach. Don't make it too big. You'll get discouraged and it'll mess your mind up horribly. Don't make it too small. You'll get bored. Make it just beyond your realistic reach. Keep plugging away. Find the path to achieving that goal and then keep expanding that goal as you move your business forward 
if that's what you want. So setting goals beyond your comfort point helps you grow as a person, both professionally and personally. And I'll tell you why. There's something about setting a goal, especially one that's beyond your comfort zone, that kind of makes your mind start spinning in ways that you can explore and do what I call thought work that will help you really understand what it takes to be mentally strong enough and in the right mental perspective in order to reach those goals. You're going to hear a lot more about that in future episodes. I believe that a big part of success comes from having the right skills and the right processes for your business, but you have to have the right mindset and create a mental muscle that will help accommodate for the goals and the things that you want to achieve in your business. And this is a lot of fun work um, that we'll be talking about a lot more as we move down the road. So you've got to make certain that your goal scares you a little bit and that it's just the right size for you, but yet it gets your business off to the great start if you're within that first five years of um, of being in, in business. All right. All right. We're wrapping it up around in the corner. Success factor number five. People, this kind of goes a little bit with what we were just talking about around um, your mind, but you've, you've got to make certain that you don't lose yourself in your business, right? Um, what do I mean by that? Well, listen, when I first started my business, I literally ate, slept, dreamed, obsessed, like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I could not to the extent that um, I didn't have mental energy and sometimes even physical energy to put into the other things in life. I was so focused on the goal and I wanted it and I wanted it right now, right? That I, I just put everything I had into it. I lost myself inside my business. Let me ask you, do you relate with this? Have you been there? Are you there now? Because I'll tell you what, for me, it was a recipe for disaster. I let really important relationships go by the wayside. I didn't nurture relationships with my friends and with my family. I was so drained at the end of the day that I literally ate and drank way more than I needed just to grab some form of comfort along the way um, to end the day in a way that I didn't, I, I could feel less quote unquote abused. I did it to myself. I abused myself. But then I went and I turned to comfort in the form of things that are, you know, not good for you. So if you recognize yourself in this picture, I want you to say, how, how can I put it all in perspective? Because I don't want to say there's a balance. I, I have a hard time when I hear people say, oh, you know, work-life balance, that's the ticket, right? That's a little bit tough. It's a little bit tough. But there is a balance that you can create that may not be every single day, 50-50 work life, you know, protect yourself. But you've got to be cognizant of the sprints. And that's the way I like to put it. Sometimes you're going to be in a sprint mode and you're going to be putting a little bit more in than you've got available. 
But you have to balance that with periods of time where you are taking care of yourself and that you are taking care of the things that feed your soul, like your friends, your family, your spiritual life, everything. Um, if you don't keep your eyes open for this, you will have nothing to put into your business. You'll hit a wall and eventually the output will not be good quality because the engine that's driving that output is not healthy. So that is my final success factor. Do not lose yourself in your business. Protect your health, protect yourself so that you have everything that you need to give it when it's appropriate. All right, ladies, let's wrap this up. The five non-negotiables for your business to be successful and not become a statistic is this. Success factor one, do what you love, be passionate about your business, love your business like you're having an affair with it. Factor two, over deliver always, always make raving fans that are lifelong devotees of you um, because it's easier to continue to work with someone than it is to find new clients. Success factor three, create community, not commodity. You gotta, you gotta bring people together and create that community that people are craving right now because they're so tired of isolation. Success factor four, set some goals that scare you a little bit. Pretend you're Goldilocks when you are setting those goals and make certain they're not too big or not too small, but that there's something that will drive your business forward consistently. And then success factor number five, don't lose yourself in your business. Protect yourself and make sure that you are um, looking at your life from a very holistic way. Your business is one part of it but there are lots of other pieces and you got to make sure you nurture each and every one of them. Hey guys, it has been so much fun hanging out here with you today. Here's the funny thing, you know, as I put together um, podcast scripts and outlines and determining, you know, what it is that I want to bring to you. The funny thing is that I get as much out of it as I'm hoping that you may, right? We know these things in our hearts. Nothing is really rocket science anymore but it's just bringing it up to the surface, becoming aware of what works for you and how you can get better. And then what's most important is applying it, right? Listening and, you know, getting an aha moment is one thing, but getting out there and doing something different is the gold that we're all looking for. So let me know what you're doing. Let me know how you're applying what you've heard today. I'd always interested in getting feedback and hearing from uh, the people that I connect to the most. So have yourself an awesome day. You get out there and go get them, girl. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you, and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.